Uh, can, can, can I have you? I stand up, uh, George and Liz, and there are four children. Um, four or five. I can't, I forgot the word. Seven. <laughs> Two missing. <laughs> okay. And uh, Brian, also my second cousin. I'll stand. All right. Thank you. You guys can be seated. Thank you very much for coming. And then tonight we're going to be in, uh, we might have a lot of family members here in Arizona or something. Tonight we're going to be in Tucson area, and my wife's nephew and his girlfriend will probably, hopefully they'll show up to church as well. You never know, right? But uh, thankful you guys um, again for loving us. Thank you, Pastor, for, uh, for you know, the gift from, from my daughter and for caring for her and, and things like that. And she had her uh, cyst removed. She had a cyst as well. Uh, we thought that, that problem was getting uh, solved, but then she was still having pain. And um, so we tried to get it solved, but they're, they're in Laos, and they, of course, the medical system is not like here in the States. Then we went to Thailand, and we thought they were, uh, you know, uh, they were going to solve it. And then, you know, one of our team there in Laos said, look, you got to go back to America. You, you, you know, uh, you know, forget, you know, your family's more important. Ah, we got work to do here, Brother, Brother Johnny. We got work to do. Let's, let's wait until at least the semester is over before we go back to America. And uh, we thank God that we, we had to come back, and and still, it still continues to go downward. And, you know, at, later this month uh, over at UCLA, there, we're going to see another evaluation, so we don't really know what's going on yet. But we thank you, you guys, and churches like you guys have been praying for us. And the Lord, more than likely, my daughter, after all this surge and all things going on, she'll stay here in America, you know, and go to Bible college, and then the three of us will actually head back because um, we still got work that still, needs, uh, that still needs to be done over there. And we're trusting the Lord in all of this, and it's been difficult. You know, 2020 has been tough for, for everyone, amen, but we, we know that all things, Pastor, you know, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. And so, Matthew chapter 28, shall we all stand for the reading of God's word? We're going to take a look at verse number 18, 19, verse number 20. I don't want to be too long. Um, in verse number 18, the Bible says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And thank God for that power, the authority that's given to our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what he said, you guys, even... This was 2,000 years. Imagine this. This was 2,000 years ago. And it's still uh, proven today as well in the year 2020. And in Matthew chapter 16, verse 8, we're not going to read. The Bible says, uh, uh, talking to Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the Bible says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And that was given. Uh, look, the, the, I know the devil is trying to destroy the church, but it's not going to prevail against the church. Dr. Jack Treber in Santa Clara, California, he's been fined 5000 Amen. Sorry, sound malfunction. <laughs> Dr. Treber has been fined $5,000 for each service in the meeting. What the heck? He's above that, he's over 60000 now. And John MacArthur, I know that, uh, you know, we don't agree on everything with John MacArthur, but he's been meeting, he's trying to take away his parking lot and all these other things. They're trying to uh, shut the church down. 
And if California falls, I think that the rest of the country will follow suit of California as well. That's why it's very, very important for us to, this election this November is very, very important. Um, so, I, I like, like you said, you know, the, 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 supposed to get the gospel, that's, that's a primary, but secondary to keep our country going the right direction, right? The Bible says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, right? And that's what this country was founded upon, and they're trying to take away that, uh, that away from us. And the Bible says, um, righteousness exalteth the nation. May we give our country righteousness again. Uh, this is my adopted country. I love this country. I hated to see pastor people burning our flag down. It makes me like, man, I did not come from Cambodia to come to America and to see people burning our flag down. It does not make any sense. Go to a different country. If you don't like this country, go to a different country. That's not my message, but I thought I'd throw that in there. Amen. I love my country. So it goes on, verse number 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, thank God for this promise. Here's the thing, guys. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We know this world is going to end one day. The, you know, the very first time they, uh, God destroyed the world, except for eight people through the flood, and believe the second time God is going to destroy the world again through fire. Okay? But thank God we don't have to be here. We're going to be up in heaven rejoicing uh, uh, with the Lord. You know, the seven-year tribulation, uh, passages talked a little bit of going into that. The book of Revelation, you know, we're not there yet. Okay, we're not, you know, uh, we're not doing the, uh, the exactly during the, the, the seven-year tribulation, but thank God we don't have to live through there, amen. We're going to be up in heaven for that seven years, having the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're going to seven-year, think about this, seven-year marriage, wedding, while the tribulation is here on earth. But that's my, my, my message, but let's, let's go to Lord in prayer before we get started. Father, we thank you so much, again, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for our salvation, Lord, that we have in your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, our name is written in the book of life, and we don't have to worry about dying and going to hell anymore because our sins have been forgiven. We are your, your, your children. We thank you for that. Lord, help us to take the gospel, Lord, everywhere we go, whether it's here in the Phoenix area or in Arizona or California, where I'm from, and the uttermost parts of the world. Well, Father, we love you. Meet with us. Lord, help me, Lord, to pray your message this morning. Lord, we ask, Lord, ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Uh, so glad to know that you guys are going through the book of, going through the book of Revelation right now. Interesting, we are living in some interesting times right now, you guys. But here, 2,000 years ago, our Savior told his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every single creature and thank God for them. They took that gospel, um, you know, seriously. And they passed that ball down to, to us. And if it hadn't been for them, look, guys, if, can you imagine if they were not serious? Where would we be today? But thank God it had gotten to us, to you and to me. For me, it was actually, like I said, 28 years ago today. It's interesting. On a Sunday morning, 28 years ago today, I bowed down and received the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I had no idea what the Lord would have for me to do. I just wanted to escape hell. That was it at that particular time. But thank God, I, at North Valley Baptist Church, I got called to preach. 
uh, two years later after that, and then, and then transferred over to uh, West Coast Baptist College back in, uh, in 1995, and graduated four and a half years later with Sarah Roy over here. But thank God for that. But look, you guys, it's going to take more of us to continue to spread the gospel to everywhere we go. That's what it's all about. God says, look, occupy until I come, right? Occupy, stay busy, do what, I, look, the night cometh, the Bible says when no man, uh, the night cometh when no man can work. My, my work is the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Look, our chance and our opportunity to serve the Lord Jesus Christ is right now. Right now, you guys. Continue to spread the gospel. I, look, one of these days, when, when, the, when Christ returns, um, and then God's going to give us a prize and rewards some people, although you might escape hell, but you're not going to have a reward. Others, you know, I, look, I, Paul says, oh, I, I've, I've run my race, I've kept the faith. Henceforth it is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me, but not only unto me, but unto, but to, unto all of them, to others that are faithful as well. And that's what we're here to do. And those disciples back in those days, they took that gospel and they spread it out. Let's turn to uh, Matthew, uh, not Matthew, but um, Acts chapter number 1, verse number, verse number 8, a continuation here as well. Acts chapter 1, verse here, the Bible says, And ye shall receive power. And after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. Both, and look, the word both, you guys, means simultaneously or at the same time. In Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. While you guys are busy doing the work of the Lord, Jesus Christ here on, here in Gilbert. At the same time, it could be done in throughout the rest of your county and your state and in our country, as well as the uttermost parts of the world. You know, with technology today, I'm able to keep up with everything that's going on in Southeast Asia. While we were asleep last night, they had church on Sunday morning and Sunday night. And Pastor Kong got up and preached the gospel. I haven't got reports yet. I don't know how many people got saved, and I don't know how many people got baptized, but I know they had church last night out in the village. Guys, think about this. At the same time, you guys, the Bible says that, uh, oh, not the Bible, but somebody once said that the sun never sets down on the gospel because somewhere in the world, Someone is sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to someone else. Oh, man, isn't that, that's exciting. <laughs> Whether it's in Asia or in Africa or in Guatemala or in El Salvador, where you guys are from, someone is getting shared the gospel and someone is getting saved. That is really, really exciting. Uh, in 2011, uh, as the DVD said, we left LAX for the very first time to go. Of course, my wife had never been to Laos, my children, and we land there. You know, you go through different, um, Pastor, you go through different um, culture shocks. Is this really happening? We're actually leaving America? People want to come here. 
People do everything they can. They get in the boat and they uh, they cross the border and they'll come over here and you know they they overstay their visas from the Philippines or from some or China or Japan. People, everyone wants to come here, but my family look at me. Oh my, you're the weird one. We're leaving the country. But my, my unsafe family will, will never understand. We got a work to do in spreading the gospel. And when we got there, another culture shock. We had to pinch ourselves. Wow, we're really here. We stayed in the hotel for about two weeks because we didn't have a place to stay. And then trying to share the gospel and telling tell those people who Jesus Christ was and how, why he came to earth. And one of the questions they asked was, who is, is he one of the Americans? And the others were like, is he one of the presidents of the United States? They don't know who he is. And like, no, he's actually from Western Asia, from the continent of Asia. He's not from America. In fact, he existed. You know, he came to Earth 2,000 years ago. America was not found until 1776. You got to be very careful. There's a group of, pe- group of people trying to rewrite history to say that America was founded in 1619. No, it was founded uh, uh, July 4th, 1776. But, it, but we go, by the way, over here, when we go door knocking or tell people about Jesus Christ, right, we typically start with, you're a sinner, I'm a sinner, no, there's, none, there's none good, there's none righteous, no, not one, all of the sin comes short of the glory of God, right? But in that part of the world, because they don't believe that they're sinners. They think that they're actually good people. Yeah, that's because they compare themselves to a bunch of criminals. Of course you're good people. Just because you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do all the things that criminals do, does not make that you are still a sinner. And so you start off with Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. John 1.1, in the beginning uh, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Bible says all things were made by Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. And you go, you go through all these things, and they, it'll, t- it'll take them a long time for them to get saved. You got to go through all the culture shock and all the, all the things that you have to wash out, all the brainwash things that, they, that have been taught from the time that they were born till, till the time that they, they're teenagers through adulthood. And you, you have been from, it passed down from generation to generation to generation. Okay? And they don't, like I said earlier, they don't want to disrespect their, their ancestors or their mom and their dad. So they've been uh, grown up with all these things. Okay, and then someone comes tell, uh, tells you Jesus Christ, who who they think is an American. So I, I remember a young man by the name of Jui, J-U-I. When we we cannot go door knocking like we do here in America. We can't pass out tracts and flyers here like here in America. So we had to find other ways to to to, to be able to witness to build relationship with, with with our people. So one of the ways we started in English school back in 2012. I remember a young man by, by the name of Jui. He came, and my young, my son was like five years old, befriended him and talked to him, and he said, teacher, I want to learn English. So we enrolled him in and, you know, and invited him over to the house and eat and took him out to eat and start a volleyball league and, and um, you know, witness to him and, have all these fellowship over the church, or it was not a church yet, just at the school, a fellowship, 
and our, some of our people witnessed to him, and he wouldn't get saved. And he, one of the things he said with his pastor, look, I'm, I'm, I'm Lao. Look, I'm Asian. So what do you think I am? Yeah, but, you're, but you went to America. You've been to America. You've been brainwashed by the Americans. I go, Chui, God is not willing that any should perish, but it all should come to repentance. Okay? For God so loved the world, not just the Americans, okay? Not just the Europeans, not just the Africans. For God so loved the world, Chui, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Look, Chui, I grew up in, in a Buddhist home as well. My mom, my dad, my aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters, uh, um, they, they became, you know, my, uh, my, the, the guys became uh, monks. So I know what it's like. Look, you, you, your good deeds, cannot, you cannot make it to heaven on your own. You can go to the temple and ask the Buddhist monk to forgive you of your sins. But he's just a human being, just like you and me. He can't forgive you of your sin. It does not matter how much merit you, you have done. It's not enough to wash away all your sin. Not enough. They're just going to take your money. You know, you go there and they want you to, the, the, the more you give, the more money you have, the better chance of you making to heaven. There's no, no, not, the Bible says not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. It has to be God's mercy. Thank God for his mercy, because if it has not been for God's mercy, there's no way I can make it as well. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, for by grace, the Bible says, are ye saved through faith in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, not by works, lest any man should boast. Well, look, those of us that, that we're, uh, we're not going to heaven because we can boast, oh yeah, I'm a good person. We can never boast about, no, we have a good God. We have a good sponsor, amen? We have a good Savior. He saved us. He died on the cross for you and for me. The shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, uh, 2,000 years ago shed his blood. And the Bible says, whosoever looketh upon him and to ask him and to, to come to your heart and to save him. For the Bible says, with the heart men believe into righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you go to Romans chapter 10, verse number 13, whosoever, it does not matter whether you're black, you're white, or you're Asian, or you're Hispanic, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But that still did not get through Jewish heart yet. But the Holy Spirit is still working in his, in, in his life. But he kept on coming. We stopped we, we, we befriending him. And it all, all it took was just this. We planted the water, right? We planted the seed and we watered. But God would give the increase, right? All it took was another friend of his, Lily, who was already saved but was not living for the Lord, but she's trying to get come back to the Lord. And God will always take her back. Thank God for the second chance. Amen. And Lily came to our, uh, to our, uh, our English school, and she found out that uh, later on that we had a church, and she started coming. She started witnessing to, to Joy as well. And one day, I forget which day it was, I believe May something, six years ago, he bowed down and received the Lord Jesus Christ. And now, Joy's in Bible college, serving in the 
a village ministry as well. He believed the Lord. He wants to go to China to serve the Lord one day. You know, my preference, I want him to stay there in Laos. But who am I, right? I'm just another human being. If, if you think the Lord's called you to, uh, to China, so be it. I'm not going to get in God's way. And then another young man by the name of Kong. He came from a Christian background. He came to our English school. And, um, and I had thought that he was already saved. Because in that part of the world, okay, the teaching is this, that if you come from a Christian family, you are automatically a Christian as well. Just like if you come from a Buddhist home, you're automatically a Buddhist. So Kong and I, for like three, four months goes by, and I had not witnessed to him. One day, I, I'm thinking back, okay, well, they believe that, right? Well, let me, let me try it with Kong. I said, are you 100% sure that if you were to die, that you would go to heaven? I go, well, I'm already a Christian teacher. I go, well, yeah, but are you 100% sure? Well, I come from a Christian home. I go, but do you, are you, are you, have you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ? So I went, we went through the whole plan of salvation with them. You take them John chapter, John chapter number 1, verse number 12. Uh, but by the, by the Bible says, as men as received him, to them gave the power to become a child of God. Look, Kong, you don't become a child of God because your mom and dad are, 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 are Christians or a child of God. Or you have to do it on your own. You have to become a child of God on your own. That, that, that's when God writes your name in the book of life. That's when you get born again and you become a child of God. I, I, and I gave him this illustration. Hey, Kong, look, if, you, if you're sick, right? Okay? And, you, and your mom and dad is not sick. And they take that medicine. Are you going to get well? He goes, no, I never thought of it that way. Well, Gong, you, are, you have a disease in you called sin, S-I-N. Okay? And the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. You're going to die and you're going to go to hell. The Bible says that in death and hell was cast into that lake of fire. And whosoever's name was not found written in that book of life was, was cast into that lake of fire. Gong, according to the Bible, not according to me, but according to the Bible, you're going to die and go to hell because you're a sinner. Now, you, you've sinned, right? You've done something wrong, right? Yeah, of course I have. And we went through this whole thing for about an hour or so, and Gong on that day bowed down and received the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. I baptized him, and I discipled him, going through the whole uh, salvation message uh, again, and go through eternal security, talking about God's Word, how it's inerrant and infallible, and is inspired by the Word of God in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16. Went through all these things, how God is perfect and God is omnipotent, is omnipresent, all these uh, uh, attributes of God. And, we, and then we came to a place where it talks about hell, where it talks about the worm dies not, where uh, it's a place of darkness, a place where you'll be lonely all by yourself, a place where you'll never be able to escape. For about two weeks, we studied on, on, about, about um, hell. It's his teacher. Wow. Thank you for telling me this. You mean all my friends will die and go to hell as well? I go, well, that's what the Bible says, Kong. It's not me. The Bible says that hell is real. He says, teacher, I want to go to my village where he's at right now, and I want to tell my friends about Jesus Christ. 
I go, Gong, that's what it's all about, man. You cannot keep this, the good news to yourself. God commands us to go out to all the world to try to tell people everywhere about the love of God. That's what the good news is all about. We cannot keep it to ourselves. So you went out there on a Friday night, took his moped out there, and I was able to lead his younger brother, Matthew, to the Lord, and led his friend to the Lord. And he came back again, to sec- uh, came back, back into the city, and we went through the whole, uh, uh, some more teaching. And he was a teacher, I want, uh, I'm going to go back again on Friday. I was able to lead a, a young man to the Lord named, named Tong Di. Good name, amen? That's my last name. He was able to lead Tong Di to the Lord, and he came back into the city again. And he said, teacher, I'm going to go back again on Friday. I go, Kong, I'm going to go with you. So we got hot and humid, got on that moped, <laughs> could put on my helmet, about an hour and a half, crossed the, crossed the river, got to the ferry, went to his village, nothing but dirt road. Went out there, and this, this guy named Ning, N-I-N-G, came. And uh, uh, Kong is a Kong, K-O-N-G, Kong, right? He's got a good friend, by, by the way. His name was uh, Kong, and a good a friend named King. So we have King and Kong, amen? <laughs> so, so Kong witnessed to, to, to this guy named Ning, and, um, and they were speaking that Hmong, Hmong language. I don't speak Hmong. I speak Lao. And they're speaking that Hmong language. A bunch of people dropping silverwares, and they become words, you know? <laughs> that's, what it sound, that's probably what it sounds like to me. A bunch of, uh, you know, all Greek to me. I don't understand <laughs> anything at all other than some words that sometimes they might slip a loud word in there for about after 30 or 40 minutes. I go, man, I don't understand anything, guys. What are you saying? Well, a teacher, here's what Ning is saying. Ning says that, you know, he believes what, what I'm telling him, but he says, I cannot, because they're, uh, by the way, the Hmong people are animists. They believe in the spirits. They worship the spirits. They sacrifice animals and whether it's pigs or whatever to these these spirits. He says, I cannot forsake my ancestral religion. I, I, I don't want to dis I don't want to dishonor my, my mom, my dad, and all my relatives. And and Ning said this. Ning said, Can I become a Christian? 95%. And the other 5%, I want to remain an animist. <laughs> so I looked at him and, and I spoke to him in Lao. I said, Ning, you like girls, right? You're 18, 19 years old. You like girls, right? Of course, who does not like girls? So how would you like it, Ning, if some girl likes you and you like her? You think she's the most wonderful thing ever, you know? And, but she says to you, Ning, I love you with 95% of my heart, but the other 5%, I'm going to save it for another man. He looks at me. He looks at Kong. He goes, okay, I understand now. See, that's how it is, Gokong. If you will come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to come in with 100% of your heart. Okay? John chapter 14, verse number 6 says, For I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father, but only through him. That's it. He's the only way. And you take them to Acts chapter 4, verse number 12, where there's no, there's no name given among men whereby ye must be saved. There's no other name. Not through Buddha, not through the pastor, although your pastor is a good man, not through the Buddhist monk, not through the Catholic priest, not through the Catholic pope, not through anyone else, only through the Lord Jesus Christ and Him and Him only. He is the only way. There's no other way. And, he's, and he looked at me and says, you know what? 
if that's the only way, then, you know, I'm going to put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as well. And Gong, right there, and him, you know, they, with their monk thing, <laughs> they bow down. And what a wonderful thing. Another name written in the book of life, amen. And Gong's been going back, you know, every Friday he was going back, go back there, and just pretty soon all these people would came down with a small little Bible study every single week. And they said, Gong, you need help. I'm going to bring Lily and help you out and, and Chewie to help you out. And you guys go there on a Friday, you know, and um, come back late at night. Sometimes they're able to stop by the police. Police sometimes, they just want money. <laughs> it's that part of the world. It's not like here in America. And so um, it, was, it was growing. And so they started come into the city. You know, Pastor Chapel gave us like $5,000 to do whatever we wanted. So we used that money, plus put in like another 5000 to purchase a truck that you guys saw there on the video. And they would bring an hour and a half to come into the city and have church with us. And um, pretty soon you got all these, you know, by the way, talking about racism in that part of the world, the Lao people, which is my people, they're racist against the Hmong people. They don't like the Hmong people. They don't, they don't like the Kamu people. They don't like the Mian people. They don't like the Aka. You know, racism is just not here in America. It's in that part of the world also. It's a human nature thing, right? Hatred, it come, it, it, it's taught, okay? It's, you know, little kids can play with each other, but once you grow old, you, that pride kicks in and everything kicks in. You think that your race is better than the other race. And same thing with the Lao people. And same thing with the uh, Cambodian people. In Cambodia, you think the Cambodians are better than all the minority groups there. And then in Thailand, the Thai people think that their, their race is superior other than all the other uh, minority groups there in Thailand. And same thing with Vietnam. In Vietnam, they think that the Vietnamese are the greatest people there on earth, while all the minority groups in Vietnam is like no one. But so... I'm thinking, okay, all these unsafe, my unsafe neighbors, and I got to be very, very careful, okay? And I, I locked the gate. If you come late, you're late. My son, five, six years old at that time, he was responsible to take my keys and make sure the gate is locked, no one comes in. But can you imagine all these village people coming into the city? And what are they doing here? You're not supposed to have a church. English school on a Sunday? You guys have English school Monday through Thursday, but on Sunday also? So we, we have to be very careful, and we came up with uh, uh, things to come. You're, you're going to have to have church where you're at, you're, whether you're, you know, enough knowledge. Look, you know more than those people, okay? Uh, study the Bible with me and read the Bible on your own. Study on your own. Do you have any questions? Ask me some questions, but you're going to have church there on your own. And he's been doing it now for four years now. And one of the young lady, uh, 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 Lily, got married with him, what, three years ago, Dorot? Two, three years ago? Doing a wonderful job. Okay? We were, while we were asleep last night, they, they must have had at least 60, 70, or 80 people last night. Doing a wonderful job. And you saw him there baptizing those people. The gospel works just like pastors anywhere. You can take this, you can, some of our, our team in Cambodia, they don't have a place to meet. They meet under a mango tree, under the shade. They'll have, they'll have about seven different villages, ministries out. Uh, Brother Touch Kio, you know Touch Kio? Um, him, they're, they're in Cambodia, and they'll go out into the villages out and have church service, just meeting out in this uh, a home. 
That's how they do it. Underneath, they'll, they'll, they have stilt, uh, stilt houses, and they'll meet on the bottom in that church service. They'll, I, I, I go there and, and just observe and see how they do things. And they're singing now. I go, wow. Thank you. The gospel works everywhere. Thank God for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God for the opportunity to be able to, uh, once again, you guys, I'm so thankful for, uh, for America. Well, you guys for allowing and accepting us refugees to come and live in America and to get saved and to, to live the American dream and now to take the gospel back out to that part of the world. Look, I did not want to go at first. I love, here, I love living here in America. I love it. But one thing that, that spoke to my heart during every missions conference whether it's Lancaster or they're my home church in Long Beach, who will go and tell those people if you don't go? I remember the very first time, about 12 years, 11, 12 years ago, I went to Cambodia. Remember, think about this. I, I remember I left when I was seven years old. I'd never been back. You hear stories about people getting kidnapped, especially if you come from America, to get ransomed. And I remember telling my wife the very first time, hey, I'm praying about going back to, to Cambodia and Laos to tell, those, tell them about Jesus Christ. You know what she said to me? Oh, you go by yourself. I'll send you. <laughs> I'll send you, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 care packages, postcards. Yeah. I want you to pray about it. But when I went to Cambodia for the very first time to take a look with my own eyes, I went on a moped ride. We had met with Stephen Benefield and Rodney Rupel and all these, these other missionaries that were way ahead of our time. We went there and they took Kunarokia, uh, uh, another missionary, took us on a moped ride. They stuck me right there in the middle. Three guys stuck me right there in the middle. And it was hot. It was humid. I had my helmet on. I, people don't obey the laws. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, green light means go, right? Yellow light means go faster. You know, and red light means go, but make sure the place is not around. Yeah. And people drive on the wrong side of the road, they're driving on the, the sidewalk. I go, this is crazy. And it, everything's dirty, everything smells. I, 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 when I got off out of the airplane there at the airport in Cambodia, I mean, I thought I'd walk into a, a garbage can, the city. That's how smelly, smelly it was. It was hot, it was humid. And we, it was like 11.30 p.m. We got into a hotel. We had to get one that was like right next to the hotel, a $15 hotel. It was just, you know, just, can you imagine, you know, $15, okay? Just imagine what it, it was like. And, but when, when I went on that moped drive, you guys, everywhere I looked, all around me, people, just everywhere, just like ants, just everywhere. And my heart starts started breaking. My eyes affected my heart. Who's going to come and tell these people about the Lord Jesus Christ? Who's going to come? And I made all kinds of excuses. Lord, my wife is a nurse. I'm serving you at Pacific Baptist Church on staff there. I have a bus route. I have a Sunday school class. I work in the Christian school. I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm witnessing on you for, for you. But God says, but what about these people? I died on the cross for them as well. Who's going to come and tell them about the love of God? 
Matthew chapter number nine came came in my came in my uh, my mind right away. But the Bible says, "And Christ, seeing the multitude, he was moved with compassion, as though these people, as though they were sheep having no shepherd whatsoever." He goes on and says, "The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few." He says, "Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that we send forth labors out into his harvest." Pastor Chapel, I was reading one of his things this week. He says, Jesus Christ had one prayer request, and that was this. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors, that God wants labors out into the harvest field. Let me say this, and I'm done, you guys. Thank you once again for sending me out into that part of the world to share the gospel with those who will. You guys and other churches like you guys, it would not be possible for us to be able to be out there. Our job and our responsibility to share the gospel, see them baptized, see them trained. Okay, we just got done building a dormitory, uh, about 95% done building the dormitory. In fact, whether done or not, our lease at the current, you guys saw the property there on, on the video, even though our lease is up, so we had to move out. And our, our young people, our Bible uh, uh, students, are actually there in the dorm right now, you know. It only took them about three months to get it done, but they, they work 10, 12 hours a day, you know, uh, five and a half days a week to, to get that thing done. But they're there, they're being trained. And here, here's our goal, you guys. Now that we got some young people, okay, that, that are being trained, they're out, they're out training other people. Paul says this, you guys, in 2 Timothy 2 2. He says, The things, Paul, Timothy, the things that thou hast heard of me, he said, the same commit thou to faithful men. You shall be able to teach others also. That's what the Bible students, Bible college is all about: teaching and training up these guys, so they can go out and teach and train other people. They'll, they'll go on to their villages, 30 minutes away, an hour away, five hours away. We're going to go up to northern Laos and southern Laos, and eventually one of these days into Thailand and and Vietnam and Cambodia and Burma and China, all the surrounding areas. You guys, but that's made all possible, you guys, because of churches like you guys. Thank you very much. You guys listened up very well. I think my time is up. The harvest truly is plenteous, guys, but the labors are few. Pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors down to harvest. Thank you for doing your part here as well in reaching your Jerusalem. And I'll be faithful in reaching our Judea and our Samaria and as well as our uttermost parts of the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. Every head is bowed and every eye is